Welcome, everybody, and a good morning and a happy Easter, if we're allowed to say that. Uh, today, riding shotgun with me is going to be Pat Kelly. So if you've got any mechanical questions, you're certainly uh, invited to bring them to the show. We're going to have a couple things going on. We're going to hear from Ron Alexander with Shelby Mechanical at 1030. At 11.05, we're going to hear from Gary from Diamond Coat Building Products regarding a special broadcast coming up next week. But other than that, the phone lines are going to be open for you at 888-654-4897. Patrick, thanks for being here, buddy. Thanks for asking me, Chuck. I'm glad you're here. God bless you. I am as well. Thank you. I I wish we had about six hours to broadcast today because we usually uh, get a lot of phone calls. You get a lot of phone calls. I get to listen. <laughs> yeah. Hey, i got to ask you, um, do you have well water where you are? I do. Do you have any treatment for that just at salt. all? Just a, just a salt. Really? Yeah. You just got a little bit of iron and that's yeah. it? Yeah. It's funny. I, I know you're looking great. I told you that Thank already you. this morning. Uh, I know you maintain your health. Uh, people don't think about what water does to boost their metabolism and get the body going in the morning. I'm a big believer you put something in your body early and kind of light the furnace, if you will. I don't know if you think that way or not. Um, and our joints, you were talking about your fingers. you got to keep doing things to keep those fingers nimble and your body nimble. Yep. And, and pure water will do that as well if your body's not filtering the water. So we're always big believers that uh, you get Beauchamp water treatment solutions out there. You have them do a free water test. You find out if you've got some contaminants in the water, and you make sure you're drinking a lot of good, clean, pure water. I know you don't. I know you wouldn't argue that. I know you well enough to <laughs> to know that you would support that. That's funny though. You're you're kind of blessed out there. You got a good water supply because I know you dug a pond and put a pump in, uh, well for that too, right? Well, yeah, but it was artesian fed until they put the towers up behind me and they they took the head off the uh, artesian well. They hit it and it literally looked like. A, so I poked a, a wound when I brought that up. No, no, no. But it, it literally looked like a fire hydrant had broken off. It really, was straight up in the air, and uh, and so yeah. Now now they. Uh, artesians coming back after a couple of years. Um, so the the uh, well is, we don't use it. It, it really. Really? Yeah. I, you know. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. It's, yeah. Because you've got nice. a beautiful pond out there. Yeah. Thank you. You've also got vinyl fencing, a bunch of it. Did you enclose pretty much all of the five acres? You've Ten acres. Ten acres. That's right. You bought additional land. Yeah, <laughs> so would you buy vinyl fencing again? Absolutely. I love it. It's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, it's an equestrian style fence, three rail plastic fence. Um, there is no wood in underneath it or anything. It's hollow. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, our article yesterday in the Detroit News Homestyle section was on fencing. Uh, we interviewed Tiffany Buell from T Buell Superior Fencing last week at the show in Novi. And vinyl fencing has really come of age. Hmm. How long have you had that out there? Um, I want to say three years, four years. Any issues with it? You no, got posts not at all. heaving? You... No, none at all. Are what those ha- posts over wooden wooden poles? No, that's put in the ground and it's only put in eighteen inches, uh, and then concrete around it. In other words, uh, ready mix yep. cement. I put a I put a half a bag in each hole, which is forty pounds per hole. Okay. Um, and so you were still hefting the eighty pound bags three yeah, years ago? Yeah. Well, an old yeah. man like you? Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me to do it today. 
<laughs> you and I'd have to be ten left acres to lift of them together. There's ten acres of fence. Every eight foot, there's a pole. So wow. it's it's pretty pretty incredible. And but, it's three rail. <clears throat> yes. How do those rails secure? They just the, slide in, and then they they slide into a spot. notch. Yeah, they slide into a notch. You have three notches in each one. You slide the, the fence in, and then it locks in place. It's got little. Um, Ungulations on the end of each 16. Okay. So each one's 16 foot long, and you slide it in into three rails and lock it in place, and then you nick. So yeah. you haven't seen any cracking or yellowing no, or nothing, distorting nothing. or the the only the only place you see a little uh, rust from the uh, I have a sprinkler system, and if the sprinkler system gets too close to it, it it'll rust up. Because you've got iron. Yeah, a little bit of iron, gotcha. not much. So, so that's, no, it, I I can't say enough good things about that. I. I purchased mine online from a place called Gardner Fence. Okay. And I questioned the depth. The depth is what killed me. The 18-inch thing, yeah. yeah it, so what 18, sold you on it? Because that would be a tough sell. Well, well I, I thought, you know, to, the whole world can't be wrong. i got to see what's going on with this. She told me that they had um, like 200 acres up in Montreal with it, they, and they put it in all over um, Minneapolis, okay, uh, all around Minnesota, and that's where they were at eighteen from. inches. At eighteen inches, and what happens is, if you get any any frost at 80, eighteen inches, it goes up the middle of the pole where it's hollow. Okay, so you, the pole doesn't move. So I, you know, I've had it in a good four, may, maybe five years. I've had that in, and no problem. You know, the first thing that occurs to me when I listen to you isn't that you're wrong; it's that I would be getting a jurisdiction where they'd say. No, Chuck, you got to take those down 42 inches. Well, that's an interesting story. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Hillsdale. I, I called Hillsdale. And that's where you are. Yeah, I called Hillsdale because if you want to do anything, if you want to paint your kitchen in Livonia, you better have permits. So I called them, and I said, And you were in Livonia of? with your business for years. Yeah, yes. I had a couple Sorry. of shops in Livonia for years, yeah. and I lived in Plymouth Township. But anywhere out there, you have to permit. So I called them and said, do I need a you know, what kind of permit do I need? I want to put up a fence. He goes, permit? And I said, yeah. He said, are you going over seven feet? I said, no. I'm just doing a regular fence, five feet and, and rails. He goes, you don't need no damn permit. Said, <laughs> that was out in Hillsdale. I, said, I, I love this. That was out in Hillsdale. It sold me. Yeah, I love the place. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I was the chief inspector out in Hillsdale uh, County that told me that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just... Uh, yeah, you don't need a permit for that. <laughs> but you're you're right. I mean, that's the first thing you would think is that sure. the inspector would come out and say, "Hey, you, you know, you yeah, you're going to go 42 inches with those poles." Right, right. So you and you and you understand you can't with those poles if you wanted to because they get three rails in them. So you'd be burying the bottom rail if you went down there. Well, that was, that's funny. I was going to bring that up too. Hey, we're going to be right back. I want to ask you about generators too, Pat, because they've changed a lot in the last few decades that yep. we've known each other, right? Yep. Um, don't forget. The ground is getting warm now. The ants, ground termites south of M46 here in Michigan, uh, you got all kinds of critters that are going to want to be coming into your house, and you need a company like Rove, R-O-V-E, Pest Control, to make sure you live pest-free. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. It's Chuck and Pat Kelly today. If you've got any questions about mechanical systems, heating, ventilating, air conditioning, geotherm, um, solar, <laughs> we got the guy here to answer those questions for you, and it's not me. It's Mr. Pat Kelly. Thank you, Pat. Appreciate you being here. I'm I'm glad to be here, Chuck. I really do. Hey, I want to – you have been doing generators 
as long as anybody I know. I mean, I've been buying the portable generators for 40 years and burning up the old Generax on the job sites years ago um, because they were back then what I called throwaway generators. You're wearing a nice Generax shirt today or sweater. They've changed, haven't they? Oh, man. <laughs> I I have something I liken it to. Um, I liken it to when... Getting back to how long I've been installing, I don't know anybody that's installed longer than me. It's been 23 years I've been in well, the if, business. Well, if, if you cut you in half and count the rings, <laughs> you've been around a <laughs> you've been around a long yeah. time. <laughs> so I, I really, literally, don't know anybody. There's uh, uh, my buddy Gary from Oak Electric uh, has been in the business a long time. So we're like the old dogs. Gary. Uh, Seems yeah. like a young guy to me. He, he is a young man. He's, he's a punk kid, isn't he? Yeah, he's not no punk. No, I know. I no, mean that a, in a complimentary fashion. No, he's a he's a wonderful young man. But, yeah, he is. Uh, he's fifty one. Okay, uh, so he's fifty two yeah. actually. He's but, a youngster. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, um, but he started doing it years ago. We used to work for DTE, and Generac was not a really good company, and we didn't much care to install them. We yeah. did installing them, and sure, they just. They, they were okay, but they weren't. So what like they I did said, was we used they, to burn them, the portables up on the jobs and just throw them away and buy another one. Yeah. Almost everything I own now is Generac, and I have two houses with two generators. And uh, so it's it's just a great, great piece of equipment now. Um, I became a dealer, I think, in 2001, maybe two. I became a Generac So dealer. what would be a whole house install cost? Between uh, back typic, then, uh, oh, back then, um, fourteen to fifteen thousand dollars for a whole house generator back then. And today, a whole house on average ten thousand uh, to thirteen for a whole house installation. Amazing. Yeah. So they they've actually come down in price. Yeah. You we used to do what they called a sub panel application where we do just part of the house for DTE energy. You could put a smaller generator in that way. And you'd have and, to install a separate sub-panel for that. Yeah, and it would save you some money because the generator was so much cheaper. Now the generators are are half the equation. The other half is They're the better quality and better, actually lower price. They're better yeah. value today than they oh, were much better, much better. They're all aluminum ago, now, all okay. aluminum housing. Uh, a couple things have happened. Over the years, they used to put lawnmower engines in uh, in a generator. Okay. And lawnmower engines aren't made to run for a long time, right? And now they they're they're generator driven engines. I mean, they're made for generators. Period. And uh, uh, Generac just does a great job on it. I, and they're I built can't in say the United good States. Things. I've been so, to their wait a factory a couple times. And you said ten to twelve thousand dollars. You see them advertised all the time for two grand, three yeah. grand. Yeah, for read, the generator. Read read what it says underneath it. Plus installation, plus permits, and that's a seven point five kW. I went and put in my doghouse. Really, with a fifty amp switch. Yeah. Really. What would an average house with a at least a minimum hundred amps take? Um. um Average with a hundred amp would probably be eighteen kW. Okay, but the kW doesn't really matter. Doesn't you, it? Well, you have to have somebody size it. You have to be able to, you have to be able to use whatever you have on the end of it has to start. So you can't put in something and say I'm never going to run my air conditioner because guess what? Somebody else is going to buy that house someday. And if you're sitting with too small of a generator and the air conditioner goes to fire up and the customer has an oxygen machine, he's going to die. Because he's going to be That's without power. That's a good so, point. Yeah, it was a new code. I don't typically like a lot of the codes. That one I like. 
Uh, what, so, what did the code say, Pat? That well, you had the, to the code, right they, size never, it, they never had anything that addressed that. When we first started putting in generators, and Gary could tell you this too because he's been doing it that long, we'd have people that wanted to do a whole house with a little 8KW generator. Okay. Well, you can't do it. Well, yeah, you can because I'm never going to turn on the air conditioner. And, you gotcha. know, I don't have a well. And it's, so they would do the whole house. But guess what? We've been back and replaced those generators over and over again over the really? years. Really? So, yeah, replace you, them to make them bigger, bigger. not because yeah, they because, failed. Yeah, right. Replace them to make them bigger. Uh, but anyways, Generac is a is a great company. I've been there. Um, I know a lot of the the uh, vice president president. I know just about everybody there, and it, it's uh, uh, they they're they took their they're money. They're a far better machine today. They took their money and they did research and development. And they blew everybody out of the water. They, you know, a lot of companies haven't done anything as far as technology goes. Generac has. They, they keep updating, updating, updating. We used to look at Kohler, Cummins, Honda as the premier generators. Honda didn't make a standby generator. No, I'm sorry, as a portable. Oh, right, right, yeah. Um, it, yeah, I, I, today, I, if I Again, was going to buy a, today, if I was gonna buy a portable generator, it would be a, a Generac. Generac okay. makes by far superior to everybody. They're in a generator business. Kohler's not. Kohler makes sinks and toilets, just so you remember. Right? Yeah, no, that's so, a good point. So, I mean, these guys concentrate on generators. Nobody does it better. Nobody. Where are they built? Um, good old U.S. of A., Wisconsin, so, and, and Tennessee now. So since I retired, they opened a plant down in Tennessee, and they're building them down there as well. Interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I think about that. Of course, a lot of people are, are – we predicted years ago, I think, uh, with you, that at some point every house would have a – It's coming to fruition now. It really is. I mean, there's so many people now that um, – I, I would tell you that there's nobody out there that doesn't want a generator. Does the mortgage until industry – Until they hear the price. I'm sorry. Does the mortgage industry recognize that? It does the now. For side? the first time in the last two years, they came out with it increases the value of the home three to five percent. So imagine if That's you have huge. a million dollar home and it increases it by five percent. That's this year. Next year might be eight percent, but it doesn't matter how. It doesn't say you know a one year old generator or a six year old or a ten year old generator. So. Um, that was my the, next if question. If you have a generator, is there a life to them? I know you've lived out. Uh, where you are, what, six, eight years now? Yeah. Uh, I haven't lived there. I've only lived there for two years. But you I had the place. Yeah, and I put a generator in eight years ago. Yeah. Eight years ago, yeah. okay. Um, that generator's still good, still oh, serviceable, here's, still? Here's, uh, here's how that works. We, we There's two different kinds of generators. There's air-cooled and liquid-cooled. Okay. Liquid-cooled's got a car engine in it with glycol running through it to cool it. That's what I have. I have two of those. And, and of those course are, you do. <laughs> Well, it was partially because I could. The other part is my my home is all electric, so I have geotherm yeah. and and uh, and you've got electric. several buildings, yeah, a couple, and and so a couple. But but anyway, so that this is how it it used to shake out. Well, oh, we'll talk about it after the break. Man, 
I knew the show was going to fly by. Coming up, hopefully, we've got uh, Ron Alexander from Shelby Mechanical calling in to say hello to everybody. But we want to remind everybody, uh, with this heavy rain, we've had some pumps been running. Your crawl space and basement may have some leaks in it. We've got a solution for you in Foundation Authority. Chuck Bridenstine and Pat Kelly, and in just a minute, we're going to have Ron Alexander from Shelby Mechanical on. But I wanted to finish a thought, Pat, um, real quick. The the life expectancy of generators today, a whole house generator. Well, and and I can't speak about today. This I could speak about fifteen years ago when I, when I was having meetings about this stuff. And okay. Back fifteen years ago, they expected a generator to last ten thousand hours, an air cooled generator. Oh, okay. Now, uh, you know, I don't know what that how many days that is, but it's more than I think I'm going to live. Do you then, think that was conservative or accurate back then? I, I think it was. Uh, it, I think it proved to be accurate back then. I think it's much more now, but I don't know. Okay. But I will tell you that back then, liquid cool, which is what I have, it's thirty thousand hours before you rebuild it. Wow. The air cooled was ten thousand dollars before you replace it. Oh, okay. So, interesting. Yeah. And you, I, I, let me just ask you one short question. Are you huh? seeing a lot of failure or no? No, not okay. in Generac, not in Generac, but, but there are some. Ken Calverly's got a failure on his uh, Cummins. Not to say that none of them won't. They're all man made. Sure. So they're no different than buying a car. And that's but a, we don't see a high failure rate of Electronic all in thing, right? Yeah. Not a mechanical thing. Right. Oh, with, absolutely. With, with yeah, Ken's. Right. Okay, uh, right now we've got Ron Alexander, owner of Shelby Mechanical, uh, on the line with us. Ron, can you hear me? Yeah, good morning. How are you guys doing? We are doing great. I don't know if you've met Pat Kelly, but he's nope. a great gentleman and a dear friend of mine. Uh, so feel free, Pat. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Pat. I, I was just driving up to Port Austin, so my signal was in and out, but I didn't. Uh, I don't know if your listeners know it. I mean, getting did you guys discuss gas meters for for generators at all? Because they're you can't not get them. yet. Yeah, you can't you, get them. <laughs> yeah, not until the second quarter of next year. If you're if you're if you're exactly. thinking of getting one, yeah. I ordered mine in the fall of last year, and I still won't see it. Uh, it'll be what a year, almost a year, and I don't know a half, maybe. And they still won't guarantee it. Wow, so we'll have to talk. We about put that. in. Same thing with tankless water heaters. A lot of times we have to increase the meter when we gas pipe those in the same situation. We can't get, they can't get upgraded meters right now. Well, Ron, as long as we're talking about that, one of the things that Shelby Mechanicals does is Renai tankless water heaters. You want to talk to that a little bit? Yeah, certainly. I think that's the only brand we install. I mean, we've been installing them for at least 20 some odd years. And I, I got to be honest with you, I think we've serviced three, maybe. They just, they're bulletproof. They last forever. I mean, we're on commercial projects now. If you're thinking about, you know, the old 199, 100,000 bigger tanks, they have these dynamic duos we're installing in a lot of apartment complexes and, and, and commercial buildings where it's actually a tankless strap to a tank. So you have a lot of volume your first hour. I mean, they're, they're fantastic units. I mean, I, that's why I install them. If they, if there's, a, you know, you can buy some cheap ones from big box stores, but, don't ask us to install it because we're not going to constantly service it because that's what they require. <laughs> you call that a dynamic duo? That's a tankless strap to a tank? Yes. Yes, Renai has that out. Uh, and we've been just, we've been really pushing them pretty hard lately for, uh, we deal directly with Renai uh, through a local supply house. But we do, uh, 
We've been doing a lot of them in apartment complexes as the old style, the old boiler on top of a tank start failing. These are, uh, these are much more efficient. I think they're pushing like 97 to 98%. I mean, they're fantastic units. How about the water quality issue with the tankless? Because we hear a lot of different stories. Well, I mean, I've installed some, you know, at places up north and in, in, in friends of mine cabins and things. We usually, you know, we'll check their water, but we usually put just kind of a pre-filter in case any sand comes in. And and, and what we do after we install it, we will come out, uh, we'll send you an, an email in a year and we'll come out and flush it out and inspect it. And if it's, if it's really clean after cycling the uh, water through it, we'll... Uh, Send you one in a couple of years and come by and take a look at it. If it's really dirty, if, if it looks like there's going to be an issue, we can put on another filter. Um, you know, there's some things we can do. But normally we haven't had any problems unless it's a really, really high iron. Then you might want to put an iron filter or, uh, you know, but most of the time, by the time we install them, the homeowner already knows what's in their water and we can uh, we can adapt to that. Hey, Ron, this is Pat. I, I have mm-hmm. a question for you, and it, this might be for another time because I'm sure. really, really curious. But uh, does Renai offer one with a recirc pump built into it? Yes. Yeah, they, okay. they do. And, and then even if it's an existing home, they have that crossover we can put under a sink at the farthest point. We just right. connect the hot hold, and, 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 and you can flip it into a recirc. And well, you can't. A- you- you can't do that. that Why do you that, even get? What the heck is that? Listeners well, I, I, I'm so sorry, Ron. And, and boy, yep. I, you know what? We need to carry on this conversation. I'd love to talk to you about this because I've, I'm in that process. And so what I ended up having to do is put a regular tank in line um, to tank the water before I could recircuit with the kind of recirc pump you're talking about. Little ground foss pump that you put a. No, we don't put in. that. that- we don't put the, the tankless come with their own inside. They have a small, Renai's have a small. Well, they do now, but they didn't. Yeah, and and they when did. I bought one, right. they didn't. And so I had to make yeah. it work. But I would yes, love to talk ago. to you about that, Ron. Years Ron, ago, why would somebody that. want one? Well, the, the downside of tankless water heaters, are, if, if there is one, is because they're, they're sitting there turned off. When you call for hot water, and if you're in a larger home and the tank's down in the you know, the far end of the basement and your master's on the top floor on the other end of the house, it's going to take a while. If you're just washing your hands, the water might not get hot by the time it gets there. That's the only downside. But we can put a research in that bathroom where you can set a timer, you can set it at temperature, and what it'll do is it'll do a slow loop. It has a small tank. The big the big tank doesn't fire up or the big uh, heat exchanger. They have a smaller one inside the Renai. It just warms the water enough to keep it warm and research it. So when you need hot water, it's there, uh, and you're not. Uh, but I mean, the upside is, once the hot water gets there, it's there forever. I mean, you take a shower for a week if you want to; it's not going to run out. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Let me uh, just people don't know about Shelby Mechanical. What all services do you guys provide to our listeners, Ron? Well, we uh, we are a full service uh, plumbing contractor. I mean, we do. Uh, industrial commercial we're repiping palmer park apartments we get into hotels uh and then we have a whole service department we have multiple jetters where we can jet out your sewer line we we actually camera every job where uh, a lot of competitors advertise they do but they never do so we'll we're, we welcome the homeowner to stand there with us while we do it we'll show them the whole sewer if there's an issue and what the problem is 
once we get it open. But we usually start with a snake and then work our way up. We don't start at the top and charge the most for a, a jet, bring a jet out if it's not necessary. So uh, water heaters, I mean, anything with plumbing, we do. And we get a lot of uh, general contractors call us where they can't get somebody to do a project or there's an issue with it. And those are the jobs I like to get involved in, ones that nobody else will do. And we have we have to figure it out. So we've got a, we've got a slew of master plumbers, journeyman plumbers. Uh, so we've got the guys, the manpower. We average anywhere between 25 and 30 some odd guys. We have four girls in the office answering the phone. So you're not going to call and get somebody or their voice mail because they're working on a job site. Some will always answer the phone and and most of the time, I, they give my cell number out if they got a question. And I have no problems with people calling me directly. I FaceTime customers. If it's something simple at their house, I'll tell them FaceTime me and I'll show them, you know, walk them through fixing it and then call me when they really need us. So that's, that makes a lot of people happy if we can do that for them too. How big a geographic area are you guys able to cover at Sheldon Mechanical? Um, we're, we've done medical buildings in Carroll. We do uh, apartments in Arbor. I mean, if it's a big enough job, I mean, obviously I'm not going to set service guys for a small little leak across, the, you know, out to land. not cost effective. Well, we appreciate you. We'll give out your contact information, and we hope to hear from you. If you get any uh, interesting jobs, give the show a call and talk about it with the listeners, okay? We certainly will. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. You bet. We'll talk about that, Patrick. Stay well, Ron. Be safe on the roads. You've heard about a great plumbing company there in Shelby Mechanical. Now, you also on the east side may need a great electrician, and we strongly recommend that you call Lake Point Electric for all your electrical needs. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Pat Kelly is with Chuck today, uh, which means you probably want to talk to Pat Kelly. We're going to open up the phone lines, 888-654-4897. You wanted to give a shout-out, Pat. I, I do. I want to give a shout-out to my grandson, Mason, and uh, and Killian, my nephew, who are listening to me right now. How radio. cool. So, yeah, We're cool. training those young men to listen to good AM radio. Good conservative AM radio. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. We were talking about the longevity issue and the cost issue. Um, you told me something that surprised me. You said permitting can be 600 bucks on a generator yep. install. Yeah. That's yeah, crazy. Well, and that was me. There's, there's other companies that charge more than that. Okay. But here's the reason why. There's, uh, it takes two permits to put in a generator. It takes mechanical and electrical. Okay. okay. Um, How come? Explain it to people. Well, because we take all the gas in your house and mix it with all the electric in your house. So there's two different inspectors that want to get their hands in on that. Is that gas meter thing going to be an issue? Typically not. Okay. Um, But what Ron was talking about, it depends on if you have two furnaces or if you have an on-demand hot water heater. Um, Your typical gas meter, this is what I taught it uh, or didn't teach. This is what I spoke about at the inspector meetings that your typical gas meter, they call it a 175 or 250. That's your typical gas meter at home. What do those numbers represent? Model. Model. That's it. And so I used to work for Detroit Edison, and they gave me an interpretation sheet. The interpretation sheet goes like this. Those two models are good for 350,000 BTUs. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's the bottom line. So, that's a lot of in, that's input, right? That, yeah, yeah, right. So, so in most cases, a 
175 or 250 is going to be enough because let's say you put in a 22 or a 24, that's 300,000 BTU full load. Your furnace is at a, let's just say, range of 100,000, and let's say that your um, your, your furnace is 100 and your, and your hot water tank is uh, 40,000 BTUs. That would be your standard home. So that wouldn't okay. even be half of that meter's Well, no, it, it would be more if you added it all up. However, the generator only runs at 200,000 CFM. Uh, 90% of the time it runs at what we call half load. The only time it bumps full load is and it bumps it, goes up to 300,000, is when the air conditioner comes on, the furnace comes out of the equation. So... So that's what I had to talk about at the inspectors' meeting, so they understood that 175 and a 250. Because a lot of times the inspector will say, "No, you got to have an upgraded meter, or I'm not going to pass it." The other thing I would tell you about that is, they have no jurisdiction over your gas meter, so they can't make you spend 625. Or and, it, and that price changes out where I'm at, Consumers Energy. To get a 405 gas meter is $625. We've got a guy that wants some advice on larger liquid-cooled generators, uh, Tim from Temperance. You want to talk to him? Oh, absolutely. I'm glad you didn't say no. <laughs> Tim, are you with us? Yes, thank you for taking my call. Pat, this question is for you. Yes, sir, um, Tim. I'm a, I'm a glass artist and yep. am planning um, right now on – putting a major addition on my house along with a separate studio to do the glass castings with. Yes. Um, I've considered a number of ways to go with a liquid cool generator and I'd like to get your opinion on whether it would be good to go in the old studio. When I was blowing glass, we had an, uh, a 20 horse Honda and that thing lasted forever and a day. Yep. Um, now I'm looking at, you know, something larger, um, okay. and since I can write it off, all we have to do is run a line. I can power the house with it, too. Should I go with a, a, um, a larger liquid cool generator that's commercially available? Should I try to find something military that's uh, surplus, or what would you think? No, I, I, I'm a huge Tim. First off, I've been uh, in the generator business for 23 years, so I, I, I've seen all different applications. But let me ask you something about your studio. Has your studio got a separate meter on it, or is it fed from your house? It will have a separate meter on it. Okay. Um, okay. I'm with um, Michigan Gas Utilities, and yep. uh, it's going to be new construction. Okay. Um, I I think down in Temperance, if I'm not mistaken, and not that this matters, but it's just something you need to keep in mind. I think it was Temperance is where I was at, where they actually entered the house with one pound of of gas, where we only use a quarter of a pound up in DTE or in consumers. In other words, we use seven inches of water column. And down in Temperance, when I was down there, I was actually at homes that had one pound coming into the house. I never, never saw anything like it. But How many what, inches of water column would that equal? Well, one pound is uh, four times, it'd be uh, four times seven inches. 28? So, yeah, 28 wow. inches to a pound. So that's a bunch. Yeah. So, okay. so um, all that means is that you'd need a regulator on your, your generator. So let me tell you. Well, the, if, if, what, if I might interrupt, 
Yes, sir. Uh, when we, when my best friend and I built the glass blowing studio with, uh, um, that was consumers for the gas at that location in Lenawee County. Yeah. We got 10, um, 10 pounds of pressure to the building. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Well, that's, that's right because you're doing glass blowing. Yeah. Okay. Got it. But anyways, so, right. um, so anyways, you're, Liquid cooled is is always the way to go if you want to go um, if you're thinking of running long term with the generator. Liquid cooled's bit. So I'm could I'm sorry, Tim. The- Tim, we're going to have to take a break here. If you want to hold on, you're welcome to. Okay. Okay. Great question, and Pat, you can answer that maybe after the top of the hour if you're good with that, buddy. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Hey, I want to remind everybody, there is something you can do to your house that will pay you back not only the first day you buy it, but for as long as that house or building stands. And that's good, professionally installed thermal insulation. And to get that, call Blown Insulation MI. Blown Insulation MI. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. We want to thank uh, Ron Alexander from Shelby Mechanical for coming on with us. Now we've got Gary from Diamond Coat Building Products, I hope, on the end of our line. Gary, you with us? Ken, good morning to you. How are oh, you? Oh, Chuck. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing, doing well for a Saturday. Beautiful Saturday day outside. Gary, want to introduce you to Pat Kelly, a dear friend and a good friend of the show. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning, Pat. <laughs> So, Gary, we've got something coming up, I think, next weekend, right? We do. We've got a great event coming up next Saturday, April 15th. Uh, obviously, you folks will be doing the live broadcast from 10 to 12 at one of our partners, CNL Ward in Davison. I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of listeners in the Davison area. So, uh, do we invite people to come out to CNL Ward that day? Absolutely. We look forward to having as many people as possible come out. We're going to be actually running the event starting at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Uh, we will have all kinds of different games and food uh, on hand uh, and also lots of different prizes for everybody, including a grand prize winner for everybody that shows up and registers. We're giving away a solo stove. So just stop out and say hi to the folks at CNL. Learn about Diamond Coats. Learn about CNL Ward as far as our partner that uh, and what they do for everybody. And you could win a solo soap. Gary, tell us about Diamond Coat Building Products. Sure, absolutely. So as we've talked about in the past, Diamond Coat Building Products is an engineered wood siding with a 50-year substrate warranty. It's a complete siding system that's made uh, here in America, actually made just across the uh, lake over in Wisconsin. And it tops it off with a 30-year no-fade warranty on our finish. So we offer 27 different colors, including our dual blend finish, which is a finish that looks like a stained wood product without the need to restain it every so many years. It's a 30-year no-fade warranty. That means that all of our colors will stay that exact same color so you can enjoy your house and not have to maintain it. And CNL Ward is is installing uh, Diamond Coat products now. They are. They have been for quite a few years now, uh, but CNL is one of the many partners that we have all across the Metro Detroit area and all across the state of Michigan. They're servicing a wide variety of uh, customers all across the state. So they can do, not only can they take care of you on their, uh, on their siding needs, but they can also handle windows, doors, and all kinds of other replacement needs. But they obviously focus on Diamond Coat, and they do a fantastic job with us, one of our many partners here in Michigan. 
They're a good company. You said it's going to start at 9 a.m. this coming Saturday. They're on Lapeer Road, and they're just west of M15 in Davison. So we invite the public out there, right? Absolutely. Everybody's welcome to come out, uh, see everything there is to know about CNL Ward, learn all about Diamond Co. building products, have some good food, some good uh, companionship, and then obviously listen to you and you and uh, Ken on the radio and see how uh, your broadcasts go. Hey, we look forward to seeing you there, Gary. You've become a friend uh, personally as well as professionally, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And we've got, uh, don't forget, we've got our trip to Wisconsin uh, Monday, Tuesday after that. So oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be spending <laughs> some time together here. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Well, thank you, sir. We'll see you next week. If you have anything in between now and then, let us know, okay? We will absolutely do that. Have everybody have a great, blessed set uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday. Uh, enjoy your time with your your family and friends. God bless you. Thank you, sir. We'll see you next Thank Saturday you, in Davison. Thanks, Chuck. Bye, have Gary. a great weekend. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, Pat, Tim is still on the line, so I think he wants oh, an answer from I'm you sorry, regarding Tim. what you do with that liquid-cooled generator. Are you there, Tim? I certainly am. Thank you. Tim, um, listen, I would 100% use a liquid cooled, but here's the, here's the issue that you have with a liquid cooled. Right now, it's a 16-week lead time for an industrial generator, uh, which is the same as a residential, just a different color pretty much. But uh, And it's like a 32-week for a residential generator. So if you want to Order up a generator. You you might want to get on it now. For That's liquid cooled, Pat. Yeah, liquid cooled. Air cooled is is plentiful. Well, Go ahead, Tim. I'm sorry. Oh, um, the other question that I have is it, it's definitely going to be a large generator. Uh, I'm doing castings that are in the oven for as much as a month at a time. They are huge. Yeah. Uh, the other question that I have for you is and and again i know nothing about this the quality of the power that's getting to all the electronic controls to control well, these things that's a great question and a lot of generators most of your bigger generators have clean energy but i would tell you that the cleanest i've seen and i've been doing it for 23 years is the generac product we've put in uh, okay. we put in cummins we put in everything known to man and you're you're only going to find a couple of the big ones anyways, you know, where you get up to 60, 80 kW if, if you're thinking of something like that. Um, but I would definitely um, have it sized, uh, have somebody come out and do a load calc of what your load's going to be, and, and then just get one a little bit bigger than what your load calc is. Well, the one I'm using right now uh, on a rental basis has – Four separate electrical circuits going into the casting kiln that are single phase 220. Yep. Well, how many amps? Can you tell me that? You know, I really don't know. Um, yeah, that, the answer. I am ignorant. Okay. Uh, just so you know, Tim, the amps. I mean, the the amps are what you're really looking for. You don't look for 220. 220 can be you know five amps, 15 amps, 20 amps. Or it can be 50 amps. So what you're looking for is the amp draw uh, when you're trying to size a generator. But I'd be happy if to I re- uh, go ahead. Pardon me for interrupting. If I remember correctly, they are 50 amp circuits. 
Well, Each one yeah, of them. Again, I would tell you to call a company like K&B Energy and have them size the generator for you, and then you can go from there. Sizing doesn't cost you okay. anything. Okay? Tim, Thank it was you nice so talking to you. You're very welcome. Appreciate that. Hey, I uh, want to remind everybody, we got the rainy season here, and if you're not getting the surface water from your roof away from the house properly and safely and consistently, you're probably going to have foundation issues. So we want you to talk to Christian's Gutters about getting a quality and properly sized gutter system to take water away from the foundation. That's Christian's Gutters. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. We've got Pat Kelly, uh Riding, I don't know. We'll call you the host and me the co-host. How's that? That's that, fine. That work well. I love it. Pat's Pat's just uh, in the uh, process of obtaining another property down in the uh, Hillsdale area. Is that Hillsdale yeah. County, Pat? Hillsdale County. Okay. Uh, my wife went to school down there. She's got a lot of family down there. Uh, so I'm somewhat familiar with it. You just got to invite me to out to your house again, my son and I, so we can. Play with your toys. Pat's got toys. Yeah. Pat, Pat <laughs> you've got more toys than anybody I know. God bless you. I love it. Um, if you've got any questions, we're going to open the phone lines, 888-654-4897. Uh, Pat is my mechanical expert. Uh, I know you don't like hearing that word uh, to reference you, but you, you, you're as much of an expert as I know. Uh, to me, an expert is one who has great experience of learning over a long period of time, not just not just 20 years of the same thing repeated for 20 years, and you're always striving to learn new stuff. I, I respect I do. that. I do. I am one who likes to learn. I mean, I, I'm you are. done learning. I, I think that's that. you and I, I think, have, have that in common. We just love learning. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps us going. Yeah, and I can't always remember what I learned, but I love learning it. <laughs> well, the good news is, at this point in life, we get to relearn the same thing and be surprised the, sec- <laughs> the second the time truth? or the third time. Um, you were talking to Tim about liquid cool generators. For commercial application, is that the only thing you're going to install? Uh, we've in installed some air-cooled. Uh, actually, they make an air-cooled 20KW three-phase, and... And I'll tell you what wow. that's for. Yeah, I'll tell you what that's for. Because a 20KW uh, natural gas, you can assume that if you've got a business, you're natural gas. Okay. Um, a natural gas 20KW uh, three-phase might only put out 60 amps. I, and don't quote me on that, but okay. I, I think I would think it would be in there somewhere. So it's not very big. What it's really for is IT rooms. So a lot of IT rooms oh. are three-phase panels, so it's to back up a little IT room. I didn't realize that. that IT used three-phase. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of rooms. There's a lot of IT rooms that use single-phase, but they're in a three-phase panel. So they, when huh. they get into a commercial application, they'll put in a lot of three-phase panels for breaker space. But they're not using three-phase switching in there. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, at least until the phone rings, let me ask you, Tim brought up a question. Uh, you and I have discussed it many times. Clean electricity. There's a difference. Oh, yeah. yeah. So talk to that a little bit. Well, I, I, I can a little bit. Um, you know, it's all about harmonics. And, and uh, so over the years, we've had a lot of harmonics issues. When, when we used to put in generators, the, uh, 
I'll give you an example. The 25 kW generator used to run at 3,600 RPMs. Okay. So it ran pretty fast RPM. I mean, a, a lot of the bigger The motor was running at 3,600 RPMs or the I'm generator sorry, was? The generator was. Okay. So when, when a lot of times the bigger generators, the 150s, will run at 3,600 RPMs. And when you... When it starts up, you want to take off running because you think something's wrong with it. It's loud yep. and it's fast. Okay. It sounds like it's going to blow up, but they run just fine. Would that be more wear and tear running at that RPM? Well, I think so, and a lot of people say no. They say just the opposite. But, however, okay. my idea of a liquid-cooled generator is one that runs at 1,800 RPMs. So instead of the 25, you'd use a 27. It's got a bigger motor. So the, they, they run it at 3,600 RPMs so they can run a smaller motor. If okay. you if you run a bigger motor, that. you can run it at eighteen hundred RPMs. Okay. But it, that sounds like an idling car, and that's really nice. Yeah. But the getting back to the harmonics of the clean energy, the twenty five kW threw out a little dirtier energy. So what did that mean? Well, if you I could put a twenty five kW on a on a factory that just wanted lighting, but if it was LED lighting, it would flash. They'd keep flashing because it's dirty electricity. So you have to step up to a, you know, at the time I, I had a 48 in stock, so I changed it out to a 48, and, uh, and it took care of the lighting. Or a lot of times you'll have to put an inline um, uh, transformer. You have to have a, a coil of co- copper will clean the electricity. However... All of that's going away over the years. So now what they're doing is they're pushing out much cleaner electricity. There was a time that today's furnaces, variable speed furnaces, ECM motors, would not run with a uh, yesterday's generator because it's not clean enough electricity. So Tim's it, question it literally was literally wouldn't valid. run them or wouldn't yeah, run would them not properly. Run them. You couldn't run them. It, you, it would not fire up. Uh, like a variable speed furnace with an ECM motor if you had an old generator. Electronically so commutated of, motors. Very good. So a lot of, a lot of times uh, you, you'd go in, you, you'd, uh, these people would put in a new furnace, and then the power would go out, and the furnace wouldn't run, and they didn't understand why. Well, because they had an older generator that didn't push out clean energy. Okay. So Tim's question was valid. They're all, they're, all of their electricity is much cleaner. They've... So are high-end electronics more sensitive to clean yes, electricity? Ab- yep, absolutely. Can I get dirty electricity from the pole out, no, outside? No, that, no, everything's made to run off the pole. But when you're running temporary electricity, such as a gasoline generator or an old standby generator, it won't push out clean electricity. Interesting, interesting. It's fascinating stuff. Uh, speaking of the high-efficiency furnaces, air conditioning systems, which just brings to mind another question I'm going to ask you when we come back, Pat. Um, if you haven't got your air conditioning system checked, it's going to be running here shortly as the weather warms up. We want you to contact Sharon's Heating and Air Conditioning. I, I enjoy whenever you're on. Fantastic. Uh, just listening to you. Anyhow, Thank you this very deals much. with... Okay. Um, and I've listened to you before. Um I had um, three estimates for the generator uh, installation, the, the, the standby. Yes, sir. Now, each one of them talks about a yearly maintenance thing. I have two yep. questions for you, Pat. What yes, do they do when they do the yearly maintenance? And number two, the prices that they want. One guy wants $110 a, a year for that maintenance. Another guy wants $340. So i got to find out from you what is done and what's a reasonable price 
for that maintenance? Well, there, that's a, a million-dollar question. Now, the yearly maintenance uh, is a great idea. And, and uh, Lou, just so you know, if your generator runs more than uh, 100 hours, Generac recommends that you change the oil, either 100 hours or once a year. Four straight days. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. yeah, it's a, it's a good thing to change it out. The, uh, the maintenance, I, I, they normally take care of uh, changing your spark plugs, your oil filter, synthetic oil, and uh, air cleaner. So, so Lou, here's what happens. Most of our guys are making uh, a, a guy, a technician that's changing oil. He's probably like $28 an hour. You put him in a $40,000 vehicle, $40,000 worth of tools, and you send him out. What's that worth? If you're paying Somebody's him 28 doing, an hour, he's costing you 60 Right. Well, yeah. And so long and short of it is, when you when it's all said and done, if somebody's doing it for a hundred and ten, run like the wind. Um, I I would tell you that the three hundred now three hundred is a reasonable price anywhere between two fifty and three hundred. That's a reasonable price. You'll get the job done uh, great. And remember that these technicians have to go to school every year to learn what they're doing, changing the filters and plugs. They have to be a certified. Generac technician. Are they checking electronics on that device? Well, at, at yeah, all? it it depends on what year they look at it. They have it like one year one, two, and three. Sometimes they're they're uh, checking the torques on the head bolts and and so on on there. So, um, and then they check electronics. You know, electronic the generator vibrates, so you want to check your connections. But uh, it's just a good idea. I. I used to have my maintenance done on my generators, but now I'm too far away from everybody and I have to do it myself. But that's okay. I mean, it's, uh, uh, what kind of product are you looking at buying, Lou, if you don't mind me Oh, asking. definitely from your uh, recommendation. Generac? Definitely very, Generac. Very good. I'm really pleased to hear it. Yeah. And, Lou, if, if uh, somebody hasn't told you, you have until the 16th of this month to receive the 10-year parts and labor warranty. So if you sign up with somebody before the 16th of this month, they give you 10 years. And, I, and Lou, I can't say enough good things. Makes a hair on the back of my neck stand up just talking about it. They, they are a great company, and they stand behind their warranty great. Yeah, and um, you had mentioned uh, uh, before uh, that uh, the uh, – it's a, it's a spark plug, it's changing oil, it's filter, it's an air cleaner, and the yes, electronics. Sir. So t- yes, 250 to 300 because a lot of them don't want to do it unless you get that maintenance contract. They don't, they, don't, oh, they, they frown on installation, you know? Well, they, then, then find yourself another company. I, I would tell you that my old company, I'm retired now, but K&B Energy still does it. And and we can. Uh, We've got can, a few that do too. Yeah, and Bratcher Electric. And yeah, any, Electric. anyone, any. Yeah. Just find yourself another company. Do not tie it to a maintenance uh, to get that ten year rate. Yes. Yeah, you you can do the maintenance yourself. Don't don't think that a company is going to walk away from the maintenance or the uh, warranty work on it. So. Yeah, if I could see it on a YouTube, I'll do it. But uh, I, I don't no. want to mess up a. a, a, a Twelve thousand dollar unit because I'm doing nope. it the wrong way, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, so that's once uh, a year that, that they should come out, Pat. Yeah, once yeah. Actually, actually, Generac says you could do it every two years, but Lou, I tell you, every year I'm an old guy that believes in changing oil. So um, even yeah, if it's filters, if it's yeah. only exercising, you could 
You could do it, you know, it only exercises for five minutes a week. Uh, so if it's only exercising, you could get away with two years. But I, do I think that? No, I think you need to change that oil out every year. The, the company that you're dealing with should be calling you and letting you know it's time to change it out. Yeah. Okay? And, and, they, and, they, and, and you don't have to thing. sign a contract. Okay. Now, this thing will kick on automatically uh, five minutes a week. Or I, I'm not sure what you... Yes, five minutes. So they, they used to they used to run for twenty, and then they went down to fifteen and twelve. Now they're all the way down to five minutes because they're using brushless motors. So all it's doing is throwing um, uh, oil through the motor, synthetic oil. It's right. not doing anything to your power at all. All right, and my son-in-law uh, question for you: uh, We had a recent uh, bad storms here. The thing was running for five days. Uh, yes, does that mean we should get somebody in now to do the tune-up on that? Because it's five yeah, days, cer- 24 hours. Yeah, certainly. Certainly do the uh, the oil change on it. But, yeah, it would be a good idea. They, re- Generac recommends every 100 hours. And uh, 100 so hours. my answer okay. would, yeah, I, I would say absolutely. Get it get it changed out as soon as you can. And, Thank and you. one I more thing. Con- con- yes. One more thing, Lou. Uh, a generator has a tendency to burn oil. I don't care what generator it is. It's going to burn a little oil when it runs for five days. So um, a Generac generator normally goes off on an oil fault after it gets down about a quarter low. But but the bottom line is don't be afraid if it burns a little oil. Okay? Okay. And how much oil does go goes in that, Pat? Uh, it, it, less than two quarts in an air-cooled generator. So okay. it's, a, it's about a Chuck, quart guess, and three quarters. I think quarters. we should um, have Pat uh, every, uh, every other week. He's great to listen to. He's, Thank you so he's much. He's got a lot of toys, like you said. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words. Thank Thanks, you very Lou. much, all right? Yep, yep, have a good day. Appreciate it. You mentioned synthetic oil. I'm a big believer in oil, good oil and good oil filters. Do uh, you know why synthetic? Go ahead. It stays liquid during the wintertime. It stays. It, it doesn't thicken up. Regular oil will thicken up in the wintertime. Okay. I yeah. like that. How's that? So there's less wear and tear. I did not know that. And I've, and I've used synthetic in everything I own for years. We use a 520 weight uh, okay. in, a, in a Generac. I think my car takes a 530. I think yeah. the truck takes a little heavier. Interesting. And, and so it's funny. Uh you said it runs, it exercises five minutes a week now to keep oil, to keep the internal mechanism lubricated? Yes. Yeah, just to keep everything ready Nothing to go. Nothing to do for with the you're... electronics or the power nope. itself or the nope. generator generating electricity. Nope. Doesn't it... do any of that. You used to, they used to run it for 12 minutes and yeah. uh, 15 minutes and then once it was 20, and that's to dry out the brushes on the motors, but they don't use, they well, use brushless motors now. Wow. So so they they only run it for five minutes just to throw oil through. We used to change brushes on skill saws, power yep. hand saws, everything. drills. Yeah. yeah, everything. You're right. Everything. That's right. Table saws. Gosh. Uh, you know, I have to listen to you to be reminded of stuff that oh, I... thanks. <laughs> I don't go back quite as far as you. Nice to have an old, old dog like you here to uh, to to listen. I forgive the digression. Um, wanted to go back uh, to asking you a question. I was going to ask you in segment one, then two, then three. 
a lot of people are going to be replacing their air conditioner this summer. Mm-hmm. You know, the next couple of months, maybe calling Sharon's or CNC. Should they replace? furnace and air conditioner at the same time is there a benefit to doing that yeah the benefit is remember me saying you got a forty thousand dollar vehicle with forty thousand dollars worth of tools yeah put it out there one time it's cheaper than putting it out there twice does it make a difference with regard to shoot we're coming up on another break here all right let's hold that thought okay i got it all right god bless you (laughs) i gotta write it down uh, speaking of rain, uh, we've got some beautiful days here, but we sure had some rain this past week, and we had a lot of people that were getting hold of us with leaky basements, whether at the floor and wall juncture or cracks in the walls. We've got a solution. It's a one-size-fits-all solution. It's a company that can handle all water management issues for you. It is Foundation Systems of Michigan. Thanks, everybody. want to remind you to stick around from 12 to 1. We're going to be talking to Jim Zandy from Serta Pro Plymouth. Um, right now we've got Pat Kelly and uh, a question from Matt uh, in Waterloo, Michigan for you. Our generator question, Pat. Hey, Matt. Good morning. Matt, are you there? Years ago, I... Yeah. Oh. Hello? Good morning. Yeah, good morning. About four years ago, I purchased a 22-kilowatt Generac, and I do my own maintenance, and it said I didn't do the valve thing, and it says you should do that yearly. So I had a company come out, and the guy said, now you really don't have to do that often. But in the manual, it says to do it yearly. Yeah, uh, Matt, I'm not sure what to tell you about that. I, I um, the valve thing. Yeah, you got to adjust the valves on it. it tells you, and and he, he, your your guy that you had come out is probably right. It's it you can do. I mean, most people don't do it, but some of our service techs would. They would come out and check everything that the the book tells them to check. So, you know, I guess I'm kind of with the guy that told you it's not a big deal. But, hey, Matt, I want to tell you something. I really like your, your uh, township out there. I love Waterloo. It's a beautiful area. Oh, yeah. I, uh, my wife uh, is big uh, in horses, and uh, they got plenty of trails right off the roads. Yep, beautiful place. Yeah, I, I got a question for you, too. Uh, when I had yes, that sir. installed, they, they installed it uh, horizontal to my, my house, which is only four feet away. And what happened yes. was I have low-level uh, carbon dioxide detectors, and yes. I was getting readings of, like, 5, 10, 15 throughout the house. And come to find out that it was getting a little bit up the dryer vent, just enough, sucking it up through the return air in the basement and sending through the house. Yeah, you have to be 10, 10 feet from any fresh air intake, and you have to be 5 feet from any building opening. So that's that's ah. the code on that. And so and it doesn't matter if it's a basement window. It doesn't matter. Those so, are minimums. Yeah, those are minimum five five feet from any opening, which is hard to get in Michigan. And then it has to be 10 feet from a – so if you have a fresh air intake on your house, it needs to be 10 feet away, not eight, not seven. It needs to be 10 feet away for uh, mechanical purposes. Would that be uh, uh, my uh, Navion uh, gas uh, water heater? Is that – is that what you're talking about? The pipe? No, pad? no. You you'll have a no. That's that's an exhaust. The Navion. Okay. I, well, you might have an intake on it, but uh, uh, there's yeah. It, I think I'd be more concerned. Is it does it seem to be five feet from any opening into the house, any window or door or man door? Uh a window. Um, 
And what I did is I ended up, there was enough clay in the electrical where I turned it vertically, and now it shoots out into the into the uh, yard. And it's all Yeah, very top. good. Very good. Good idea. Glad so, you monitored you. that. Yeah. Matt, and thank you for, for those low-level carbon oxide detectors, you know, the ones they sell in the store, like the combos, they don't go off yeah. to like 40 or 50. Right, right. And you got to replace them once a year. Most people don't know that. So, yeah. uh, you know, All you right. can't just buy day. one and plug it in. You do the same, Matt. Thank you for the phone call. That is a great question. That's a great, that's a big issue. Oh, here we go. I mean, well, you got right? that look in your eye like you just found something else to talk about. No, I, I obviously we're going to run out of time in a few minutes, you and I, but we we do have a few minutes because we have told horror stories of somebody doing their own installation or hiring, uh, I'll say Chuck in a truck since I'm Chuck, to do a job he's not qualified to do, and that carbon monoxide is coming in the house. That's yeah, scary. Well, it, that's real scary. Every year... Uh, when we have power outages, you read about somebody, some family dying because somebody put a generator in their garage or, or just opened a garage door There's and thought that was good enough. in their basement years yeah, right. ago, which is right. unfathomable. Right. Me. But they just don't – they just haven't heard the news. And, and so any motor that runs, any combustion motor that runs, sends out C, CO, and CO is deadly if, if it uh, – if it enters the house. So, again, five feet from any opening, any window, anything. Hard to get in Michigan. There's there's things yeah, you can do to get around that. But quite a ways when well, you think about it. Well, you can five feet horizontally, five feet um, vertically. It can be five feet from an opening. You know, the window Straight can be, line. The window can be up over five feet. And gotcha. you can put it there. Oh, so, so you could put it next to the house. Right. You get, you, you're 18 inches from the home, typically. Now, is that from the exhaust or from the unit? Any, from, any... The, from the unit, because the and the reason I say from the unit is because one side's intake, the other side's exhaust, and if you put a smoke test around it, you'll see the ring go in a circle. It, so you you want to be five feet from everything. Um, so we have been in areas where you can't do anything. You put a screw in the window and it becomes a wall. You can do that. Any movable window, make it make it a permanent window, and, and, and the inspector. You know, inspectors are real people. So they they understand. You, where you, where do you want me to put it? You know, got to, You can't tell them they can't have a generator. Sure. So you you try to do the best you can. And and the other one would be uh, turn it uh, vertically instead of horizontally and get the exhaust going out towards the yard. Okay. And you're less apt to have it blowing in. Orientation yeah. makes a difference yeah. in some cases. Yes. Does side of the house make a difference? North, south, east, well, west with prevailing a lot of, winds. There's a lot of places you can't install in the side yard. So, so for instance, you mean by Bloom, ordinance, Pat. For, for for instance, Bloomfield Township. If you're setting on a corner, you can't have a generator because you got two front yards and you're not side yard install, and they don't have a backyard. So you have to go for a variance on that, right? You're kidding? No, that's that's. And when we talk about permits being five hundred and eighty dollars, that's the reason why, right there. Because you got to learn all that stuff, right? And you got to you got to apply all that when you're when you're when you send a salesperson out. They've got to know all of that. So you don't want them selling something that you can't then install, right? <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that with a corner lot. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody's thought about that except for the inspectors in Bloomfield Township. <laughs> we'll 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 let that dog lie right where it is. I'll give you a couple more. If you I like. know you did. You, you you tempted me, and I didn't take the bait. Um, I'm walking away from the cheese in the trap there. 
Replacing an air conditioner and a furnace at the same time. Yes. Always a good idea. Always a good idea. In my your, your first answer kind of implied it was less money. Yeah. Well, but are there more reasons than that? Or well, I, I, is there life, compatibility? Lifespan compatibility is not an issue. Okay. It's not an issue. It's Thank a you. non. I can put a, uh, you know, a honey, I mean, a, a pain furnace with a carrier air conditioner or train air conditioner. It doesn't matter. Okay. The two are compatible. It doesn't really matter. Um, what matters is uh, a lifespan of a furnace is supposed to be 15 years. Uh, Has that been your experience? In- no, not really. I mean, I, the, the, it's all across the board. We've pulled out carrier furnaces that had bad heat exchangers. So, okay. no, the answer to that is no. It's not my experience, but that's what the government recommends. Every 15 years, replace it. And so you get about 20 years out of both, furnace okay. and air conditioner. So if one's 18 years old and the other one goes kaput, why would you Why would you wait? Do it at the same time, save a little money. One company. Get the warranty. Get yeah. a 10-year warranty with it. Parts I and labor. I love it. I love it. And Pat put us on to that. Hey, I want to remind everybody to stick around for the 12 to uh, 1 o'clock hour with Jim Zandy and Serta Pro Painters. And we want to make this next segment of the Inside Outside Guy sponsored by Waterwork Plumbing. Thank you, Pat Kelly. Thank you. Love you, brother. Have a good day.